Hey everybody, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we get ready for an interesting event, normally an off event, the Bermuda uh, Tournament this week at Port Royal Golf Course. And uh, I guess before we get started, looking forward to the Bermuda Championship, we'll take a look back uh, to the Zozo Championship, of course, at Sherwood, not where it normally takes place, but a good tournament nonetheless, and I'm not sure what we take from last week to this week with this change in fields, but last week's tournament had some big names. Are we taking anything from that that we'll look forward to, whether it's this week or in the future? Uh, Patrick Cantlay back? I mean... Uh, I hear you. He hadn't been playing all that great, and then, you know, kind of pops up and, I mean, come rallies to beat Rom and JT, so... That's, you know, that's that's a sign if you're a Cantlay backer or a fan. Um, but outside of that, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Tiger struggled again. Like, I don't think I can take him in Augusta. Uh, did you see, by the way, did you see he was paired with Phil and Adam Long on Sunday? I did, because I saw on Twitter Adam Long posted <laughs> the, like, text message he got saying... Yeah. Uh, that he was paired with those two, and then there was a lot. It was a pretty good thread of people commenting on like things he should either a ask them or tell them. And uh, so yes, I did see that. Well, I mean, I mean, when Adam Long won the American Express or where the heck it is now, um, he beat Phil. Yes, yeah. that was one of the comments. Was to ask uh, Phil if they remember the last time he played, and said he'll try to take it easy on him this time. <laughs> I don't, now these are things other people told Adam Long to say, not things he said. Right? Yeah, Phil would be like, all right. Um, Ten grand a hole, kid. <laughs> I w one of the other things that was uh, was suggested he should ask or not even ask, but let people know is what kind of side action between Tiger and Phil was going on. That's yes, yeah. Because neither one was in contention, so I mean, for them to play for something, I could certainly see that happening. And I did not. I mean, I I was at a concert last night, a driving concert, a very weird experience, but and it was cool nonetheless. But I did not see. Uh, anything from Adam Long yet on whether or not he reported what the side action was. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that either. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, <laughs> Phil, and, Phil and Tiger round four, not contention. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how many uh, how many $100 bills were on the line in that match. Like, uh, hey, what do you just say we play for whatever the winner was going to get and one of us will still be a winner today? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they don't have it in their pocket. Hey, hey Tiger, you want to try to win a bill back? Uh from uh, their match a few years ago. Right, from the uh, the match at, uh, it was uh, not Creek. a, it was, uh, Shadow, Shadow Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm with you, though. I mean, that is one thing, because if you remember uh, a while ago, I was like, you know what, I just can't do Cantley anymore. And he was uh, a guy who I said was going to be a first-time major champion this year. Mm. Um, we've had two, uh, so maybe we'll have a third with the third major. Maybe Cantlay is, indeed, all of a sudden back in play for the Masters. Um, so I'm with you. And I do think uh, – I think, too, we were talking about certain guys that play the Jack course as well. I mean, you're going to have to put Cantlay up on that list now every time moving forward as he's won the Memorial and then he just won Sherwood. Oh, yeah, Miracle's – yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, J so – 18 contention again, another Nicholas uh, guy. Yep. So just that was that was that was honestly my first thought when Cantlay was in contention and then one was like he's won the memorial now too, so he's gotta be on that list of guys who can play Jack's courses. Yeah. Um uh, my, the only bet I had was I had a top five on Henley, so I got a little bit of that. I know you did well. Um 
Oh man, on Thursday I thought I I'd thrown like three bucks on Kevin Kisner at like ninety to one first round leader, so he was up there, but unfortunately he couldn't quite get there. So I had that sweat Thursday, but outside of that I cashed one lineup, had another mediocre. Of course, my main lineup was awful, so <laughs> I, I mean that was good. Uh, my uh, my DraftKings balance, like I said, I've all of a sudden became I've become a cash game player. I don't play cash games, but I'm like I'm not hitting anything big, but I'm slowly picking up uh, a little bit each week in my balance on DraftKings. Right. So like I'm almost to the point where I'm thinking about doing a withdrawal, and then I'm like, eh, think about all those deposits you've made. It's coming soon. Just just leave it in there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not enough that I'm worried about them like shutting down like Aces did a few years back. Not that I'm worried about DraftKings oh. doing that anyway. Oh. Um, I had just won a hundred dollar contest when that happened too. By the way. Oh, bad memories of fancy Aces. I done. Yeah. I. Well, so I do always I'm like so well like I do make withdrawals, right? I don't like uh, I don't let a lot of balance sit in there, but my DraftKings balance is not high enough yet where I'm making a withdrawal. But it's growing. It's growing. Yeah. No. No. Well, mine's been growing too, thanks to sports book and. NFL had a had a really good Sunday NFL wise. Yep, my NFL was eh. We'll see what happens tonight as we record this on a Monday before Monday Night Football. But uh, my my golf again was pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah, I had three guys out of the top four. Um, so I, I say three guys out of the top four. Three guys I bet that were T four of the group and had top sixes on all of them. So nice. Eh, got a cash. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna put a hundred dollars in my pocket. And I'm gonna. Get another draft, uh, another bet slip, and try it again this week. Although when we get into this field, I'm not sure that I have an idea of who I like yet, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either. Well, what do you say we flip it over to the Bermuda Cha- the Bermuda Championship? It's at the Port Royal Golf Course, and uh, Skeeter, I know it's a short course, but I got that information from you. So why don't you give everyone else that information? Yeah, so it's a par seventy-one, just over sixty hundred yards. So. Um, not real long. Six of the par fours are under 400 yards. Two par fives are like 515 or less, and the longest par five is 558. Longest par fours barely over 450, so this is not a long course. Uh, second year that it's hosted, uh, Brendan Todd won here a year ago. Just looking at the stats there, um, hitting fairways... A little tougher to do, but apparently the rough wasn't that significant because greens regulation were higher than usual. So for me, it's just it's the scoring stats, um, your birdies, your ball striking approach, things like that. I am looking at par fours from 350 to 400 since there's six of them. Uh, I'll look at par fives a little bit. And then again, second week in a row, I'm just going to look at the wedge ranges from 100 to 150 because basically uh, just hit the ball into the fairway. Whatever distance you want, give yourself a wedge in, hit a wedge, make a putt, move on. So uh, I do find it uh, interesting that 6,800, I mean, that is a that is a short course, and I would assume on the island of Bermuda there's not a whole lot of room to move this thing uh, back further as it's a tiny little island. So um, it's one of them deals. I was looking at the leaderboard from last year. Again, this is normally – there's no course history up on my fantasy fix because this is normally the, uh, the event opposite of – uh, remind me, WGC HSBC champions. Yep, yep. Okay, so, um, but I was going back and looking at the uh, the board from last year and saw guys up near the top like Gay and Armor, and then of course the winner Todd. And immediately I thought, okay, well, this is obviously not uh, length is not at a premium here. No, so 
there's a few guys in here that I might have a little interest in, like, like a Scott Stallings. I might have to dig in a little bit. Kelly Kraft kind of rings a bell. Um, I you know I might see if there's any sort. I mean, again, limited data, but could you play a correlation with um, Pebble? I was thinking that. I mean, it sounds very similar in length. And uh, is Pebble a seventy-one or a seventy-two, or does that depend on that what depends. the term is? It depends. Depends what they want to do with the second hole because. Uh, 14, 18, and 6 are all par 5, so it's a par 72. It's 71 for the, like, the U.S. Open because they turned the second hole into a 500-yard par 4 instead of a 510 par 5. Okay, um, and that, that makes sense to me. But, yeah, and also, obviously, a coastal course as well. Yeah, so, but, again, completely different. Uh, that's more Poa, I think. This is Bermuda and completely different regions of the world. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on weather because since it's on the coast, wind can always play a factor, especially with... <laughs> Seems like, unfortunately, there's just been so many hurricanes this year. Um, why not? You know, we've got COVID, we've got murder hornets, so let's just throw in some hurricanes as well. So, uh, Well, I'm, um, I'm hoping that, uh, that I, I avoid all hurricanes, but that's okay, uh, yeah. unless it's in a glass. <laughs> I, I'll take one in a glass. Yeah, I had a student today say, I'll just watch, we have a hurricane here. I'm like, well, that would be really impressive if we have a hurricane here, considering we're in central Illinois and we're now we're near a hurricane. Like, that happens in... Yeah, we're that's the end of the world as we know it. Thank you, REM. Um, I will say that. Hey, did you just make a song reference? I did. I know some song. I know songs much better than I make no movies. Okay, I'm a I'm an REM fan, so I like I like all music, but I definitely was there for you. Um, wow, I'm I'm staggered a little bit. I was not <laughs> expecting a pop culture reference from you here. Wow, um, it's more staggered when I tilted you a few months ago when I said I'd never seen Star Wars. Um, well, see, that was the build up to me now being staggered by an REM reference because the end of the world is like, that was, I mean, that was back when MTV played videos and that video played a lot. So, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little taken aback, but, uh, I can tell you Skeeter Robinson that I once did indeed, uh, feel the effects of a hurricane in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was at a Bengals game when the wind was blowing like crazy. Uh, a, a hurricane did indeed move, uh, North still very strong power was out for a while. So I have felt the effects of a hurricane like like the 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 black like rubber at the uh underneath mm-hmm. astroturf yep that was like all over my face and all over my nephew's face because we were down close to the field but the wind was blowing so bad that that stuff was coming up into some of the first rows of the stands oh wow oh yeah i mean like the goalposts were going crazy to it was wild dude so i have experienced a by no means was i like i was at the game i wasn't like worried worried but uh I have experienced hurricane residual winds here in Cincinnati. Gotcha. Wow. That's, uh, I mean, we've, we've had like where it's become like a depression or it's just a storm from it, but I don't know if we've ever had like that significant. So I guess, uh, I guess we're going to get into this field. Oh yeah. No, you, I had one other thing I want to say to you that I almost forgot. Uh, you said uh, you, that the grass would be Bermuda. Wouldn't it have to be at the Bermuda championship? You would hope. I mean, Okay. I just had to get that line in there. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. You would hope, but <laughs> who knows? I mean, never expect to see Poe in the Northeast. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they try different things at golf courses. Sometimes they... Uh, now, they... Does, that, does that mean that all courses in Kentucky have Kentucky bluegrass? You better believe it. Even okay. if it's only in the rough, you better believe it. Okay. That's fair um, 
I have been on a golf vacation before where uh, I was told not to replace my divot, and the, guy, the the starter was like, "Yeah, this grass is well." well. He's like, "It's not like that blue grass you you Kentucky boys are used to," <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay, so I just won't re- replace my divot. It's okay. It's it's fine. I'll leave it wherever, buddy. Don't yell at me for being from Kentucky." Uh, but it was it was I don't know. It was just like the way he said it. Like uh, I don't know. But anyway, let's get let's get into this field. Yes, yes, it's not the strongest field we'll ever see. So you make that sound, and here is to give you a feel of this field before we get into it. The number one priced guy on DraftKings this week was seven K even last week, and he finished forty seventh at the Zozo. So he didn't do anything last week to all of a sudden skyrocket up the pricing. I realize he is the defending champion; it's Brennan Todd, but. When you put that in perspective, that's the way this field shakes out versus last week. He finished T47, he was 7K, and this week he is the highest price golfer. Yeah. So, at any rate, we'll get into it. The 10K plus field here, and it starts with the aforementioned Brennan Todd at 11-1, then Will Zalatoris at 10-9, Harold Varner the third, 10-7, Doc Redman at 10-4, Emiliano Grio is 10-1. Skeeter, those are your choices for 10K plus. Where are you going? You should know where I'm going. Actually, I should have two guys I usually play in this range, but it's Redmond. Um, I think he's still overall the best player of this group. So I have two models I'm looking at. Actually, I have three, but I'm looking over uh, past 36 rounds, or past 36 rounds in the last six months, and then past 24 rounds overall. In the last six months for the 36 rounds, he's fourth. He hit, he's, number, he's top 10, ball striking approach, birds are better, all those stats. Not the best at power force with 350-400, so that's a slight concern, but pretty good with his wedges. Um, slightly similar numbers, a little more consistent over tw- the past 24 rounds altogether. 10-4, I just like his scoring ability, and in these off-field events, I feel like this might be you know a spot for him to come win, so for me, it's Redmond at 10-4. I'm going to go right above you with Harold Varner the yeah, third at 10-7. Uh, I mean, first of all, he's like... I feel like the breakthrough, the win is coming. Maybe it's not coming today or this week, but I do think this is one of those events where, like, this is one of those events where a guy who's been close could win with the lesser field. So I think this is a spot where he may see it and say, hey, this is one I can rise up. Go get this thing. But 13th last time out at Shriners, 29th at Safeway, did not make the cut at the Northern Trust, but was 7th at Wyndham. So uh, when you look back at that in Wyndham, I was a better field than this. But, again, I, I would say, is kind of sort of similar. I, I see this as a field where he could take advantage of it. He's been playing pretty good as of late as well. Yeah. No, he, I mean, he's, anytime there's a birdie fest, HV3 is certainly in play. Um, he's second in my model, top 10 and everything except par five strokes gain and the wedge is under 100 yard or one, 125. Believe me, I mean, I don't agree for one of my models. So it's like, hmm, this is an interesting range for me. Um, Varner 20 to one. Third choice of the book. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I'm going to start there with him. That might be, uh, as you know, I always have a, a bet for my mother, and I'll give her a few choices. I have a feeling that that could very well be her bet. Although, Grillo was her bet a, a couple of weeks ago in an event like this. I can't even remember which event it was now, but uh, mm. because, because because I have played the course in Florida that he uh, belongs at. Oh, that's I don't right. Know. I don't know how that becomes my mom's bet. I'm not really sure, but it did. He's 21st at Punta Cana. Um, I mean, Doc Redmond's 28 to one. That I think I might, I might do that. Yeah, I could take a peek at that. Uh, 
if you don't go with Doc Redman here, or if you do and you get another golfer up here, who is your second choice? It'd be Varner, just for the scoring ability. Gotcha. Um, and I don't. I, I I certainly like Doc as well. Um, I would have to say that Will Zalatoris has got to be in contention here too, even at ten nine. I mean, this is a guy who's the number one uh, number one on points at the, on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. He finished sixth at the U.S. Open, eighth at uh, Punta Cana. Didn't make the cut at Sanderson, but he was fifth at Shriners. Like, I mean, I think Will Zalatoris makes a lot of sense. And what I do think is interesting too at the book, he is actually the favorite ahead of Brandon Todd. Brandon Todd. Yeah, eleven and a half to one. Um... Did he win on the Corn Ferry Tour? I believe so. Yeah, I'm not going to swear to it, but yeah, I, I like oh, I don't yeah. know my Corn Ferry well, but I think so. Yeah, he's won once TPC Colorado Championship. Like, okay, is that really enough to get him to be he, to be a favorite here? I just I can't do it yet. I he's got good performances, but I'm not betting him at eleven and a half to one. Okay, but using it on DraftKings, I think, is another thing. And you ask, is that good enough? If that's not good enough, being the number one player on the Corn Ferry Tour right now, is fifth at Shriners with a pretty good field, sixth at the U.S. Open with the best field you're going to get. Uh, those are two of his last four tournaments. That seemingly is, is enough to give me some interest here. Yeah, potentially. I just, I don't know. I think I'd rather take proven guys like Varner and Redmond. Granted, maybe they, you know, Maybe the win equity is slightly higher in Salatoris just because we don't know a ton about him, but I don't know. I, I don't think I will play him. I completely get it. Brennan Todd's my fade. Brennan Todd is my fade, too, for multiple reasons. One, I mean, like the way I laid it out, he wasn't exactly playing great. Now, I'm not going to throw too much at him. I mean, he was 23rd at the U.S. Open, right? He was 20th at the Tour Championship, 8th at BMW. But since then, it was 52 uh, 52nd at the CJ Cup, 47th at Zozo. I get it. This field's lighter. He is the defending champ. This course does certainly suit his game, but I'm not going to – I mean, Brennan Todd's just not going to be the guy I pay for at the highest price. No, same here. It's just not going to happen, so I'm with you. All right, well, let's take it to the 9K tier where um, – this is going to be really obvious for you, Skeeter. At 9,700 is Charlie Hoffman. 95 is Denny McCarthy. 93, Henrik Stenson. Cam Tringali is – 92, Christopher Ventura at 91, and 9K even, Peter Malnati. Skeeter, your favorite play in this tier? Um, I either completely avoid this tier or I just continue to be suckered in because when I saw the field list, I'm like, why is Henrik Stenson playing here? That I cannot answer for you because he certainly, I mean, again, nothing against the field, but I'm sure, well, no, Duffner's in this field. I'm like, is he the only major champion in this field? Danny Willett's in the field, too. Uh, so, okay, he's not the only major. Padraig Harrington's in the field, too. So, all right, never mind. <laughs> is Graham McDonald in the field? Perhaps. I mean, this certainly would fit his court, his uh, his uh, his style, right? I mean, no, McDonald's not in the field. But you will go, uh, I get it, why you, you would go Stenson. And I consider I mean, it. Good approach, really good par five, really good at short distances. It just hasn't been making a ton of birdies, but... I mean, this just feels like an absolute birdie fest, and sometimes it's just, I'll be suckered in by the best name here, 9,300, I mean, for current while, Denny McCarthy's higher than him, like, uh, I can't do it, and Will Zalatoris, who has one career win, is higher than Hendrick Stenson, like, sorry, I, I just, maybe this is a bias, and 
I might not end up playing Stenson. Maybe I look into this more and say, you know what, I'm not going there. But for me, I'm just going to stick with Stenson. Um, now the uh, we'll just turn it over to you because we know who your favorite play is. Well, I guarantee you that when I go to the book, my guaranteed bet at 35-1 to 1 will be my favorite play in the 9K tier. It is the Seagull. I mean, we're on the sea in Bermuda. Why wouldn't the Seagull be my favorite play? Charlie Hoffman at 9,700. Now, all biased aside, and I am staring at that Charlie Hoffman signed card you sent me a couple of uh, months ago, but 6th at Sanderson Farm, 14th at Punta Cana. Uh, we'll skip Safeway at 50. He was 56, 13th at the Northern Trust. That's three of those four very well. And I did not make it a cut at the Shriner. So three of his last five, he has fared very well. Um, and in this field, I mean, if Charlie's ever going to get that fifth win on tour, this is the spot for it against this field. And not to say, like, oh, because if it's going to happen, this must be it. But I certainly see a Charlie Hoffman who's been playing pretty decent for the most part. Coming off of a missed cut, I see a rebound. I truly do like Charlie Hoffman as my favorite play in this tier. Um, or very close to my favorite. But he's certainly my favorite for for uh, argument's sake here. So you mentioned you were looking at the card. I have two, I have two autograph cards that I bought at the same time. One is uh, Patrick Cantley. The other is the Vampire. Okay, well, I wouldn't let the two of them get too close together. Cantley <laughs> is going to be more pale than he already is. <sighs> if you don't play Stenson, and I know you said you're not going to this tier, is there anyone else you would even look at? Peter Malnati rates out really well 24 rounds or less. Like, I'm trying to pull up here. Yeah, his ball striking past, I mean, second at Sanderson Farms gained 4.5 on approach. Fifth at Shriners gained 5.7 on approach. Best putting surface, Bermuda. Uh, 20th at Wyndham, missed that Safeway on a number. 41st at Corrales. Like, he has a tendency to kind of pop sometimes at, the, at some of these weaker field events. 9K is an awfully high price, but he's playing well, and... You know, if anything we learned from Brendan Todd last year, playing well this time of year, use your results, you know, to get into a win or give yourself a great chance at it. So, Melanotti at 9K doesn't, uh, is is not a terrible play. I think if I go outside of Hoffman here, I probably would go to Denny McCarthy. I understand that uh, you see him above Stenson and you question that. And he's been up and down. I'm not going to act like he's been great. But he's had a couple of top tens here in the last two months. And in this field... That's better performance than I'm seeing from a lot of other guys. Uh, he's made a lot more cuts than, obviously, he played a lot more tournaments than everybody else. But where I look at McCarthy here, I feel like he's actually a pretty good price at 9500 He's not bad. Um, past 24, oh, yeah. Mix all my, my, my 24 rounds, second birdies are better, second par five strokes gain, eighth approach, 12th ball striking. Does, you know, he's top half the field and everything here, so... Um, yeah, I don't hate it. If you don't go into this tier, I shouldn't say that. You said you don't like this tier. Is there one player in particular that stands out as an absolute do not play in this tier? No, they're all kind of the same. Um, again, it's not that I don't like the uh, tier, but I just think that there's some guys I'd rather take some chances on in the 8Ks rather than the 9Ks. So I'll, I don't, I either start my lineup with a Redmond Varner come down to the 9K or... I just completely avoid the nines and just go right to the eights. Okay. I'll be honest. I think my fate in this tier is your boy, Henrik. <laughs> and you know uh, what? Perfectly fair. I mean, 
he's missed the cut in what three out of his last four, four out of his last six. Yeah. Again, you know, different fields, and he is he is probably the absolute class of this field when you're talking about uh, you know the last half of a decade. But he hasn't been getting it done. I mean, the Hero World Challenge is over is is a year ago now. Uh, so for me, that's my fate as Henry. I mean, we saw Sergio win Sanderson Farms, but but no, I I completely get it on Stenson, <laughs> and that's why it's like. Man, this is just maybe more name bias than it is anything else. Shall we take it to the 8Ks? Yes. We will start at 89, Henrik Norlander. Maybe the better Henrik to play in this field. I don't oh. know. We'll get to <laughs> I couldn't help myself. 8,800, Rasmus Hugard, Justin Sue, 87, Aaron Wise, 86, 8,500, Scott Piercy, Luke List, 84, Mav McNeely, 83, Danny Willett, 82, Adam Shank, 81, Pat Perez rounds it out at 8K even. Skeeter, your favorite play in the 8K tier. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of older guys win so far this year, you know, on the fall swing. Maybe it's time for the unheralded youngster to win. Because if you remember, you know, there were four big guys coming out uh, summer of 19. It was Hovland, it was Morikawa, it was Wolf. The fourth guy was Justin Sewitt, and he's 8,700. Granted, it's a very small sample size, like, you know, over the past 24 rounds or whatever. But he was 14th at Putacana. He was 8th at Shriners. Gained significant strokes on approach. Does have good numbers, but I don't know if I can list off his stats based on 8 rounds. At 8,700, I think he's a very viable upside play. And, you know, maybe he's a little bit of a discount over, you know, this uh, the unknown. And maybe that's somewhere I'm looking at this because he's not the only unknown that I'm intrigued with in this range. We're getting to a part of the uh, the place where you're going to have a lot of warts on your favorite play. I'm going to go with Maverick McNeely. Um, I mean, he's missed the cut a couple of times out here recently. But for me, uh, he finished seventh at Barracuda. I know it's going back a while. This is a very similar field. Uh, 17th at Sanderson Farms. Those are some good ones. He's been bad, too. Missed the cut at Safeway. Missed the cut at Shriners. But in both of those events, he was under par while missing the cut. So that gives me a little bit of hope for this event. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Matt McNary. Oh, I'm trying to pull up his numbers here. What has he done lately? Oh, he's, he hasn't gained strokes on approach since Rocket Mortgage. And at Sanderson Farms, good grief, how do you do this? He gained 11 strokes putting. That's pretty good. I guess that's how you get to the T-17. Yeah. And that's after after finishing T-61 at Northern Trust, where he gained nine and a half strokes putting. Wow. Oh, he apparently loves Poa putting. Um, Not for me. In fact, you know what? Sorry, James. He's my fade. That's okay. That's okay. Look, I mean, let's be real honest here. This tier is not exactly beautiful. So. Right. Um, but I'm going to go back to you then. You, you go, Justin. So if you don't go there, where else are you going? I mean, Luke List on a short course uh, tends to do well. He can he can make birdies in bunches. Uh, past 24 rounds, fourth opportunity is gaining, eighth ball striking, six par five strokes gain. Surprisingly not good from 350 to 400 yard par four. That's surprising. Um, that'd be one name. The other name, and this is just because he had a pretty good summer over in Europe. Another youngster, 8,800, Rasmus Hoygaard. I don't know a ton about him, but I think he won multiple times in Europe. Uh, he had a win. Where was that last win? I was looking at him. Uh, UK Championship. He was third at the English Championship, sixth at the English Open, second at the British Masters, sixth at the Oman Open. So he only won. So, I mean, he's got top tens, and I don't care if it's the Euro Tour. 
That's not, I mean, that's going to be slightly better than the Corn Fairy Tour, so if we're betting Zalatoris at 10-9, why not take a chance with Hoygaard at 88, other than the fact that Zalatoris has played in North America. Hoygaard uh, missed at the U.S. Open, but I'm not sure that's the right spot for him. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I, I give anybody a pass for missing the cut of the U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, if I don't go McNeely, I think I'm going Scott Piercy here. Yeah, he read out well. 19th at the Shriners. I mean, again, 56 at Sanderson. Didn't make the cut at Safeway. 29th at Northern Trust. Uh, we're going to find a lot of warts at 8,500, but at 8,500, I'll take my chances with Scott Piercy. Uh, past 24 rounds, 4th in ball striking, 6th approach, 6 opportunities gained. Not great with the wedges, but all the scoring and all the ball striking stats, very good on Piercy. Is there – oh, you said your fade is uh, is my boy, Mav McNeary. All right, well, that's all right. I, I faded your guy. You can fade my guy. We'll, we'll go We'll go back and forth with this one. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm fading Aaron Wise here out of this group. Uh, nothing against the youngster, but missed the cut a bunch. He had a 17th at Sanderson Farms, but he's missed the cut a bunch. He was 8 at Barracuda, but I'm finding 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 missed cuts out of his last 8 events, so I'll fade him at 8,600. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's probably a pretty good decision. Let's take it to the 7Ks. I won't list them all out. Heck, some of them I probably never even heard of in this field. Uh, I think I have heard of them all. I'm just joking a little bit, but we'll go with you first, Skeeter, in this 7K tier. There are actually some names that uh, we have turned to in the past that I think we'll find uh, we enjoy here. And I'm going right back to one, 7,800 West Bryan. Um, mm-hmm. first, first in approach, um, top 20, par 5 strokes gain, the wedges, uh, 125 to 150. DraftKings, points, birdies are better opportunities gain, ball striking. Again, another one who just does not do well in par fours with 350 to 400, but I almost want, you know, I'm looking at but it's not the most important stat for me, but he's been playing well since he kind of came back, and this is a little, you know, shorter course. He, he did win at RBC Heritage at Harbortown. Um, this have a 12th at Sanderson. Like, playing pretty well, even when he missed a Safeway, he missed on a number and didn't really do anything terribly wrong, so... At, at 7,800, I think he provides some nice upside value with some scoring ability that I can go right back to him. I'm going to go to my guy, Anderbon Lahiri, again. Ooh, uh, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago, I went with him at Punta Cana, and he, he did well for me. Finished T6. I will take a peek at him again. I'm not sure if he makes my list at the book, but uh, I generally like to bet a few guys that are lower in the odds like that, so he may be there as well. But outside or around that, sandwiched around that six at Quinta Cana, 37 at Sanderson Farms, 36 at Safeway Open. So, okay, he missed the cut to to two events before that. Um, But he's been playing okay here recently. I'll go 7,400. Enerbon Lahiri is my favorite. Very good scrambler. I'm not sure you really want to scramble a ton this week. But, um, no, he's been – yeah, you're right. He's been playing solid. Uh, Approach numbers are okay. Uh, Yeah, lost five API, but that's a long time ago. A little inconsistent, but no way he's playing. I don't hate it, and he writes out decent, decently well in the stats. If you don't go with your boy, Brian, where else are you going? I have a feeling we're going to be all over the place here. Oh, I have a name, Start. I don't know if there's anybody uh, I'm really in love with. I mean, again, if I find that there's more of a Pebble correlation than I'm initially thinking, Scott Stallings has played well at Pebble. Uh, Seb Straka, if you want to give me a birdie fest, Seb Straka is one who can always make some birdies. Uh, Chesson Hadley, 7,200, feels way too cheap. 
you done lately? Oh, it's going to load, so wait a minute. Uh, Doug Gim, another youngster, 7100, uh, intrigued me a little bit. Where did he intrigue me at? Oh, over, okay, past 36 rounds in the, in the past six months. Decent ball striker, decent opportunities, gain, DraftKings points. Doesn't really do anything else terrible. And then 7100, Jason Duffner, he's part of team can't make a putt, but first opportunities gained, ninth in approach, 11th in ball striking in the past six months, 36 rounds. Third in the wedge range from 125, 17th from 125 to 150. If he can make a putt, he is live. The problem is he's got to make a putt. Uh, I'm with you on certainly some of those names. What about Patrick Rogers up top? I know the last couple have been bad. You love Patrick uh, Rogers. What's that? So I feel like you love Patrick Rogers. Uh, I mean, I've turned to him here recently, uh, and he's missed the cut the last two events. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd been using him for a while. Heck, he'd made a bunch of cuts in a row. And I guess at 7,900, I want a little bit more than a, a made cut. But in most of the fields where I, I like him, he's a made cut is all I need from him. So yeah, He's not jumping out statistically. Stewie Sink's got to be interesting at 7,900. He didn't – it wasn't that long ago he got a win. Yeah. Uh, what's he done since the win? 12th at Sanderson. And then, who oh, bad at Shriners. Yeah, that must have been one bad round because he lost 10 strokes on approach. What if he hit a – did he hit a bad round at – he shot 81 on Sunday. That, that'll do it. So, okay, one bad round. <laughs> that will do it. And that'll skew the stats. So, yeah, if you throw out that round, yeah, I'm okay with that. What about RCB, Knox, Homa? Um, Pat Mayo's big on Knox, so that might be worth a look. Really good at the wedges. Top 10 from 100 to 150. Good opportunity, good approach. Just not making a ton of birdies. So that, that might be a name worth looking, but he'll he'll garner some ownership because males on him. Okay. I uh, I mean I I I could name a couple more, but I feel like uh, I've hit most of the guys I like here. Any strong fade out of this tier for you? Um. No. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay, I haven't thought this far ahead yet for for a fade. Um. No, you know what? No, I don't have a strong fade. Okay. Uh, I will also play Johnny Vegas in lineups. I did not say that. We know uh, he's just one of those guys I'll play. I think I'm, I, I was I was trying to trying to find a guy in Tom Lewis. I was trying to get him on my team. Yeah. Uh, but he has got to be my fade here. 43rd at Triners. A bunch of missed cuts since I felt like he was picking up some steam coming over here at the USA, on the USA soil. Yeah. Um, Max Homa has not been really good, so maybe I'll make no, he hasn't. a fade. Um, I'm still going to play him. I'm not even going to lie to you. He has not been playing good, but I'm going to use him. I mean, hey, you get that good game on Twitter, play all that you want. <laughs> Shall we take it to the seven K or the six Ks rather? Yes. All right. Well, again, won't go through the whole list. There are some names we know here. Skeeter, I'll start with you. Do you have a favorite out of this uh, wonderful selection? Yeah, believe it or not, I do. Like, in fact, I only have one six K guy starred. There's maybe a couple others I could consider, but um. 6,400, Josh Teeter. Okay. Past 24 rounds, 10th in opportunities gain. In fact, he's top half of the field in everything. He's top 30 in every single stat I'm looking at, except proximity from 125 to 150, where he's more average. He was second at Puerto Rico, where he lost to Hovland. He has a tendency to show up sometimes at these off-field events. I think it was uh, Barbasol last year. He was in contention as well, so... 
6,400 alternate field specialist has some really good numbers. I don't mind Josh Tier. Okay. I will go with my dude, Ryan Armour. Uh, yeah. I, he played decent here last year. This is just kind of a, a course fit for him. And, yeah. you know, if I look at the recent history, it ain't good. There's a ton of missed cuts. There's a reason he's 6,600 in this field. But you want me to find somebody with a chance here at 66? This is a course where Ryan Armour could win. He's an old vet. I give him a chance here. No, I mean, you want, you want to play Ryan Armour in short courses, and this certainly fits. Yeah. Um, any you you have no other interest in anyone else besides Teeter. Oh no, I have I have interest. Um, okay, okay. But again, there's really nobody up top. Like I'm not going to Hudson Swafford or anything like that. Will Gordon is a little intriguing, but I feel like he's almost some travelers' numbers are still kind of bumping up his stats. Um, Chris Baker is another birdie maker that you can look at 6,500 and Michael Gligic. 6,500 as well. He ranks out 14th in my model in the past 24 rounds. Um, kind of been a little putting reliant, but does have, but pretty good off the tee. Approach is going to kind of be a hit or miss. I mean, obviously at this price range, if you can find one or two things that are okay, you go with it. So those would be a couple of guys, you know, if I decide to, I mean, I really don't think I'm playing 10 lineups, but if I need like a second guy in the sixth case to fit everything else, I could go Giglick or Baker. And we should point out, because we've had a couple no-cut events now in a row, This there will be a cut to this event. Yes. So, just which, for the uh, record. Cause... Which maybe your girlfriend will appreciate, meaning that, you know, they're actually going to cut the grass. <laughs> that, that wasn't my girlfriend. That was my buddy's wife. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Come on. I wouldn't have told you that story. Sorry, James' girlfriend. Does It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I would shun her away from, from life, but I wouldn't tell that story if it was my girlfriend. That's probably smart on your behalf. <laughs> Uh, what about Hank Lebiota, Keith Mitchell? They do anything for you? Nothing. No, but again, I mean, Keith Mitchell's a PGA Tour winner, so and Hank Lebiota, God, was it last year or the fall? When did we, I know I say this every time you bring it up, but I remember using him for a while. Um, I, yeah, it was about a year ago. Yeah, not. I'm not on them again. I'm just trying to stay out of this range as much as possible. Okay, I hear you. I mean, you know, if I want to start with uh, Doc and HV3 and the Seagull, I'm going to have to get down here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, Brian Gay is a, is a guy I will use down here. He's like 6,300, and I get it. You know, it's he's not been good, but guess what? He was, I think, fourth here last year. I don't have that file open anymore, but I'll take a little course history, and this is, of course, a course, of course, a course where he could win uh, in this field. So Brian Gay at 6,300 certainly is in on my radar. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fade here for me? Yeah, um, just never thought it would be to see a, a tour event where we have two Schneider Jans, so I guess I'll fade Team Schneider Jans, whether it's Ollie or Luke. Okay. Um, I really don't have a I fade. I don't either. <laughs> uh, like, I see a name I recognize, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't actually fade them. Actually, Sung Moon Bay, let me ask you about him at 64. He uh, was, I want to say he was decently up on the leaderboard. He's made two of the last three cuts at the... Uh, Punta Cana and Barracuda, anything for you there? No, you know, okay. the the old military service hurt, hurt Moon, Sang Moon Bay's uh, career because he was playing really well, then he had to go take the two-year mandatory South Korean uh, military service, and I think he won a Corn Ferry Tour final event when he came back, but has not done anything since, so. Fair enough. 
I guess if you're gonna make me come up with a fade, I don't know if I'm gonna play my boy Kiradek, even though he is at 6600. Uh, well, is it not? Like, I don't know if he's had a top ten in a year. Like, yeah. I was gonna say 40th at the BMW PGA Championship in Europe, uh, 70th at Punta Cana. Not good. And look at your guards in the field, huh? I, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like it's been since last uh, spring that he's done anything, right? Yeah. Graham Dillette's still coming back. Like, there's some names. Ricky Barnes has kind of popped a little bit, but I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Do we need anything else from the DraftKings side of this? No, I don't think so. Are you... I'm certainly not. Are you playing one and done this week with this uh, tournament? Yes. So you have to pick somebody. And I have to go extremely bold because I played Tiger last week. I'm sorry about that. Um... I don't even know who I've left. I'm sure you have Justin Sue. Yeah, actually, that's probably a good one. If I don't no, know, I mean, but I, you know, I might have to go bolder. I don't. Know, I gotta see where I'm at as far as the segment. But the one I'm kind of throwing a dart at potentially is Hoygaard. Okay. Because I mean, he did win some birdie fest in the Euro Tour, and again, this is a, this cannot be that much tougher than a Euro Tour event. So no, I mean, and if, let's be honest, Skeeter, it's almost like halfway to Europe. Bermuda's way out there in the ocean. It's not that far off, is it? It's pretty damn far out there, yeah. I mean, it's it's maybe, I don't know if it's a third of the way across the, the ocean, but it's it's way out there, dude. It's way out there. It is. What, what am I thinking? Am I thinking of Aruba, then? You might be thinking of uh, more of, like, yeah, down there in uh, the Virgin oh, Islands. Bahamas right? is what I'm thinking. Bahamas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right off Florida, yeah, okay. Oh, man. So it's an easy, easier trip than you might think. Ah, that's why we get some Euro players here. Okay. So I don't know if that made your decision any easier to go with uh, to go with Mr. Rasmus Hugard. I, I think I already wasted Hedrick Stenson somewhere, so there goes that idea. That's all right. That's good. You didn't want to use him this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, first well, of all, if like okay, let's say you are trying to catch up, make up ground here. Do you really want to use a, a big name like Henrik Stenson when, if you've got other people that are, are maybe even in your tier, aren't even think about making up ground? They're just looking and saying, "Ah, oh, he's the best player in this field. I'll play Stenson." Yeah, that's a good point. I just hope I just hope that you're not turning. You know, I hope that Stenson's not becoming your next version of uh, Justin Rose. Absolutely not. I like Henrik Stenson. I just he hasn't been playing that good. I like Henrik Stenson, dude. Trust me. I, he, no, he's cool. I found on Google Maps the Port, the Port Royal Golf Course. Um, it kind of weaves in and out of a couple subdivisions. There's a bar kind of right in the middle of the course. I guess. Nice. Huh. Yeah, this this course just winds all over the place. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, there's only so much land out there in the middle of the ocean. I think they said. I think I heard too. This is the longest course on the island. Oh, I believe that. I mean, dude, there's there's not a whole lot of land out there, and it is at a premium. I assure you. Try to see where the nearest Starbucks is for the golfers when they wake up. So. Oh my goodness! First of all, they're not. None of those guys are drinking Starbucks, dude. Oh, give me a break! They are all drinking wellness coffee. Wellness coffee? Yeah, isn't that what? Uh, isn't that Phil's brand? Or oh, coffee for wellness, or whatever the heck it's called. Oh, it could be. 
that was also one of the things that somebody had suggested Adam Long do is show up with a uh, a McDonald's coffee and set it next to Phil, <laughs> which I would have enjoyed. Hey Tiger Phil, great news! Uh, yeah, two for two for four special on bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. Here you go. I thought you might like one. Here you go, Phil. Here's McDonald's for wellness, bro. <laughs> uh, this well, is the premier championship. We're talking about McDonald's as a prank to Phil and uh, Tiger. So I, I was going to say, at this point, is there anything else that we have uh, before you and I go our separate ways for a little Monday Night Football? No, I got to go watch my five and one Bears. Um, obviously, you'll be listening to this after this, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know. Kind of a little fluky, but they're five and one, and maybe maybe if they win this game, people will be quiet, or they'll still find something to criticize the Bears about. I'm not saying that it's not deserved, but um. and for everyone who listens to this after Skeeter posted quickly, and it's uh, a Tuesday for them, the five and two Bears Skeeter still in contention. Oh, <laughs> I'm right. sorry, that was that was mean spirit all right no 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 that's, that's i mean they are six point dogs or six and a half depending where you're at um all right if the bears win this um i, I might be cutting this uh sound clip and uh doing the old freezing cold take on you so just be uh, be forewarned i i am i'm willing to be a part of that i'm not sure we're big enough to get that attention but uh, <laughs> that's that's all right we could we could just you can throw it at me i'll 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 uh i'll be able to handle it fair enough all right, well, Skeeter, uh, I say with that, we'll put a wrap on it. I still think I'll end up playing my 10 lineups and making my bets. So, in the end, the money's still the same, even if the field is not, right? That's right, yeah. I yeah, I don't know how many. I'll, I'm thinking maybe three lineups, or we'll see. As I narrow my player pool, that kind of determines how many lineups I go. And, you know, it just does not feel like a week I throw, want to throw a ton in. Maybe I'll throw some bets in. Who knows? We'll see. All right, well, I wish you the best. Uh, I wish everybody else uh, the best listening. Thank you very much. And, Skeeter, let's bring home another winner. Uh, for Skeeter Robinson, I am James Adams. This has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.